Welcome to Adult Conversations by Blue. This is your host, Blue Ridley, and I am bringing you the final episode of this season. Um, I think this is the perfect time to actually record this episode. It is June 13th, I I think. Yeah, I think it's June 13th, which is Sunday. Um... I had a slight hangover um, because I came back from my day trip yesterday at the lake and I had a couple drinks and um, my day kind of started off because it's like way after two o'clock in the afternoon and I am literally trying to get my life in order so I can cook dinner later. But um, I started thinking about this podcast and I was like, let me go ahead and do this podcast episode, finalize episode 50 and then um, get ready for my vacation. My vacation is next week, Wednesday or this Wednesday coming and I will be on vacation for a week and I literally will not be doing anything or I might be doing something. I know we are have, we're painting the house. Um, so we're painting the living room. Um, we're going to be putting up fencing. Uh, there's so much I have to do to the house. It's just ridiculous. We're going to be putting up blinds and so forth. Um, to this pandemic, um, Home Depot and Lowe's ran out of picket fences. And so I couldn't repair the old fence because I have groundhogs coming in and eating my vegetables and I would really like to have my tomatoes for this season. (laughs) So I'm going to actually be redoing the garden. Um, I have two gardens, one's for vegetables and the other is for my flowers. I actually love flowers. I love lilies. I love hydrangeas. and different types of quirky um, flowers. I like elephant ears. I don't know if that's what you guys call them here, but yeah, um, there are these big fat ears type looking flowers. I love those. Those are plants actually. So I have them planted all in front of my garden in the front. And then I have my vegetables planted in my back. So we're gonna be doing some raised garden beds and so forth. Now. That's not what you guys came to listen, but this is just a recap of what's been happening since the last episode. And um, actually, when I wanted to recap, I wanted to talk about what really happened between um, my last breakup with Sir M and my current relationship with Big with Big. Um, I ended a relationship when this episode started, this season started, and it took me a while. I ended that episode, that relationship in like late June, early July, and then I met Big in October of last year, um, and we hit it off, and we've been inseparable ever since. Um, we quarantined together. Big is a switch. I'm a switch, and it works well. Um, I like... When I'm dominant and he's playing that submissive role, he does all the service subs roles that I prefer for my sub. And so that's what he does. And so 
I enjoyed it. I just came out the shower, so you're going to hear me kind of, you know, doing some things to myself. <laughs> but yeah, what the heck? It's it's my podcast, and I could do it whenever I feel like doing it. And I just came out of the shower, so I could repair myself up. But yeah, so Big has really um, came in and did like a complete... Um, remodeling, redoing, organizing, like helping me organize, cleaning, that kind of thing, because I suck at that. I, in my day job, I am super, super busy. Um, it's a hectic job, so I sometimes don't have enough time to clean and do a lot of things. And um, they kind of came in and he took over those roles for me, and that has helped a lot. And that really gets me going knowing that he um he's taking care of me that way I do take care of him as well um he's more dominant in the bedroom so a lot of the submission that I display is in the bedroom and um yep I just spritz my body with some cologne well perfume parfum Um, It smells delicious. I'm not going anywhere in particular, but you know, you got to make it. And I wash my hair too, which I haven't gotten time to have Big actually wash my hair, but um, we're going to work on that so he can get into my scalp and get stuff done for me. Um, Because I enjoy that. You know, you guys know I talked about ASMR in my last episode, which um, if you haven't listened, go right ahead and listen to that. And um, we'll see what happens in the near future with AMSR. Now, I am recapping this episode. This is not a planned episode of anything. Um, This is just recapping the season. Um... And also preparing myself for what's coming next and what I want to bring to the table. And um, I'm a little stuffy with the allergies. So last last year after I met Big, we kind of started off kind of just seeing each other on and off. Um, We would go hiking together. We would take walks in the park kind of try to get to know each other. I didn't go in this looking for a, a partner or a life mate or anything. When I met him, I thought he was a really nice guy. He was very sweet, romantic, caring, like very gentle. And so that's what I liked about him. And um, we kind of, we really, truly hit it off. And I thought that was really, really great. So we did that. And, um, that's how we became where we are right now. Like, we're a couple. I guess you can say that we are a couple. Um, it's been over well over six months that we've kind of started talking to each other and getting to know each other and kind of building with each other. We have a long way to go as far as um, female-led relationship um, stuff goes. You know, we're taking it one day at a time. Because I believe that those types of relationships need to be nurtured. You don't need to rush into them. I think a lot of people, when they get into that 
mind frame, they want everything there. It's like a, a candy store. You know, you go and you see your favorite candy and you feel like, oh my God, if I don't buy 10 of them, I will, they will be gone. So I think a lot of the times when it comes to BDSM and, and kink, a lot of people feel like, oh, I need to try all, you know, like you walk into the sushi bar and they give you a list and you pick from the sushi menu. It's like that. It's like, here's a list of all these kinks and I need to have these kinks in my life. I need to do them. That's not what happens with us. I think we take our time because we also have to nourish each other mentally. And the world right now is not safe in a way. And so I think most majority of the time, if we check out by entertaining kink, and I'm speaking for me and my situation, we have not heavily kinked. And when I say we have not heavily kinked is because the world has kind of changed with coronavirus, um, with protesting, Black Lives Matter. You guys know I am black if you're new here, because I think I have some new listeners. Um, and, you know, I hope you stick around more because if even if it's nothing that you particularly want to get, it's, it's your bag. It doesn't matter. Just stick around. Maybe you might learn something. Maybe you won't. Who knows? But if you're new, I am black. I am all for Black Lives Matter. I am Caribbean descent. I was born in the Caribbean. I have an accent. Um, it comes and goes. I pro- you probably have heard it on this um, podcast a couple times. It's not strong. Um, as it used to because I've been here for over 27 years and I go back home but I spend most of my time you know around American and so I do have it goes in and out since I've been here for so long now um you know I talked a lot about um female-led relationship I talked about being a dominatrix and you know, there's professional dominance, there's um, findom. And I wanted to bring this up briefly because I think I need to really do an episode completely talking about how you should approach people when you're into femdom, femdom which is financial domination. Um, I remember when I first got my new therapist, she would ask me, um, and we were talking about kink, and she was asking me like some of the things that I was into. She was like, what about financial domination? I was like, well, I really don't want to make money off of it in that sense where I get a sub and he's paying me to do things for him. However, I'm not against it. If that's your bag, if that's your ticket, feel free to have that as your ticket. But I'm not going to knock you for doing um, female dominance uh, and and, um, charging for it because that is your choice you know that is your desire to charge for that type of stuff if you're into financial domination now what i realize a lot with femdom because it's such of a hard thing to get into those men who come here's the thing when you go to the store and you want ice cream you open your wallet and the ice cream costs five dollars you pay the five dollars and give it to the people for your ice cream and you walk out the door and you eat your ice cream and you happy if you want kink with a financial dominant person and her ticket is three hundred dollars 
per hour session with her, you need to open up your wallet and pay for it if that's who you want to have that with. If you don't you if you want to partake in those things but you don't want to pay for it, then you don't really you're not really serious about that. Because I think a lot of people get confused in paying for sex or paying for kink. They're all types of kink and one of them are it's a financial transaction and you should pay for king now i've had people approach me and want to get me to give them advice on their relationships and how they should do that like um a couple years ago there was a guy who um reached out to me he lives probably like a couple hours ago and i think i actually talked about him on some episodes earlier into this um podcast and he wanted a mistress And we were, we talked for a while and he was getting all my, um, and it was online. He was getting all my attention as far as, you know, and this was before I really started thinking about, oh, wait a minute, I'm giving, giving myself away for free. And a lot of you might not understand why people get upset when you don't pay for porn or when you don't pay sex workers or when you don't pay a mistress to talk to her she's in charge of herself and she's telling you in order to talk to her you need to pay the the initiation fee and that initiation fee could be a $20 cash app or Venmo or Zelle or whatever and that could just get you to get her private email or or what gets me is when you go to their Twitter page their website and you see it blatantly in bold letters that it says Um, click this link if you're interested and here are the details, here's the prices, here's this, here's that. And you get upset and you go on and you, you curse her out and you bitch and complain. My thing is this, when you got on that website and you saw all that stuff and you read that, if that was up for you, walk away and keep it moving. You don't need to come and bash her and say, why I need to pay for this or why I need to pay for that. When, like I said, when you go to the grocery store, you don't just walk in and pick the ice cream up and go the fuck back out. You pay for the ice cream. So if you want her, you got to pay for her. And that's just as simple as it. It's services rendered. What's the big deal? So this one guy, he wants advice. He wants all this stuff. And I said to him, well, we, I give you the first free advice. You know, I, I'm all about education and giving it to you. I have a podcast and it's a free podcast. You don't have to pay for it. You don't have to sign. You just subscribe to it on Apple or wherever you stream your podcast. And all you got to do is listen to me whenever I put out a podcast, be there and listen to the content. If you want more than what I'm giving on the content. And I say to you, well, if you want me to coach you in being a sub or being a dominant or a mistress or whatever, and I have a price list, don't get upset because I say, oh, well, I charge um, $25 and I send you an application. You fill the application out. When you bring, send the application back to me, I review it. If I see that you're a fit for me, because this, the application does not necessarily mean that I'm going to want to be your mistress, your goddess. It's not that. It just means that I am considering whether or not I want to take you on as a client. Now, I don't do um, 
you know, I don't go out there and be a goddess for anyone or do kink with anyone um, because I'm in a monogamous um, relationship. And that was the agreement we had with each other. However, I can come to you from an educational standpoint and I can be a consultant and so forth if you need help with kink or if you need help with female domination, if you need ideas, whatever, I can give you that. I'm not completely selling services, um, but I it's, it's time that you're taking away from me doing what I need to do. So I'm actually going to charge you for my time. That's all it is. There's no exuberant amount. So to get rid of the guy because he was kind of being an asshole, I gave him a price list and my price list was very high at the time. I went and I was like, oh, you know, if you want this, you can have, it's $500, it's $1,000, it's $2,000 because I wanted to get rid of him. And I found that was the way to get rid of him because I know that he would not consider paying those prices. So I said, you know what? Okay, you're getting on my nerves. I'm gonna try to get rid of you, so here goes. And I haven't heard him since. And I'm so happy for that because I don't have time to waste. It's like you come and, and this is one of the reasons why I don't even do kink online either, because I find with online, they just want to get their kicks off. So instead of me giving you a freebie to get your rocks off, I'm going to charge you. And that's what I've been doing. Like, especially if you randomly kick message me or you saw my name on Fat Life somewhere, my kick name, and you randomly message me on kick. As soon as I open that message, I'm sending you my cash app and I'm, t I'm giving you a price. If you don't respond, I, I, can, I can erase you and I'm ready to erase you from there because I know that's how I'm going to get rid of you because you're wasting my time and you're just here for, to get your rocks off. That's not what I do. I, I am not here to get your rocks off for you. So my time is precious. Um, I read, I learn, I do all that, and I share what I want to share with you guys. I let you guys know that I'm not here to become your fantasy or anything to that effect. I'm just here to kind of bring you some content about what I like to do, what I'm into, what I'm not into, um, what's my um, goal for the future of this podcast what I'm planning to bring more, educate you more on. Um, and currently what's going on in the world and a lot of people aren't realizing is that I did an episode on race play and I did it twice. I actually did it the very first time I started the, the podcast. And then I did it a few episodes back um, about race play and why I don't get involved in it. And I think um, now we're seeing a lot of people coming out and talking about race in the porn industry, racialness in kink, um, sex workers having a hard time uh, making the same amount of money as white counterparts doing the same exact stuff. And, you know, and it, it is kind of a, a, a strange behavior that we have to put race in our sex. It really is. Um, race is like fetishes. I get it. You're, you're, you have a fantasy and your fantasy might be, oh God, I want to sleep with a black woman. I always ask myself, what's so interesting about wanting to sleep with a black woman? Because all women have a vagina. The split looks the same. I've said this before, time and time again. 
Our vaginas look the same. It's the same as a white woman. There's nothing strange about our vaginas compared to a white woman's vagina. They got some that's widely open, stretched out, and then they got some that's kind of snatched back together. I mean, it's like dicks. Small, medium, large, micro. I've never seen a micro pussy, but you know, just saying. Um, but that's just the, the gist of it. So I asked myself, what, what is it that need, that you need to sleep with a white woman, a black woman, and it's all the fetishes, especially with black men. Oh, I need to have a big black cock in me. I get it. I get the whole concept of black men are well endowed. And so some women want to experience sleeping with, it's just an experience. They want to experience it, but I don't think you should make it all about race. I think you should all, it's about, it's make it about the act itself. It's sexual. I want to sleep with a black man. I want to sleep with a black woman. Just make it about the act itself, but don't fetishize. Don't, don't, don't get all racial about it. And, you know, I remember when Big and I first met and I asked him, I said, um, have you ever been with black women before? Have you slept with any? Have you ever been in a relationship with them? Like, do you know what it takes to be in a relationship with a woman of color? Um, is this something that you could do in the long run? Because there are barriers that is going to come our way. And how are you going to handle those barriers? And look, those barriers have come. However, they haven't affected us. Because like we go out and we could give a fuck who look at us. Because I don't give a fuck who's looking. I have my head. I hold my head very high. When, you know, older white people come across me and him and they give that look. And it's always the older generation that looks at us like, oh my God. And do remember, we're in a red state. So, of course, I'm going to get looked at anyhow. But but the, the, um, the gist of that is there's a lot more interracial couples here in my area than I expected. Because when I first moved here, I was like... Ooh, look at all them interracial couples and all them interracial babies. So I was, I was in my own little palette of my own little world. So I was like, okay, they, they, they vibing with the, the interracial stuff. And June 12th was loving day. And if you guys don't know what loving day, it, it was the, um, black and white couple back in the day, they wanted to get married and the Supreme Court ruled that it was unconstitutional that black and whites can marry each other. And so they got married and that's what paved the way for interracial marriages and interracial relationships to grow and fester and be what they are today. Where no one should choose who you could love. I don't feel like no one could do that. But in this industry, I find that one of the things that I um, realized a long time ago is that if I got into, that's one of the reasons who I stayed away from like the polyamory thing and whatnot. I am never going to be the primary partner in any of those things because they are looking at me as the, the third wheel. It's always when it comes to you being someone of a different race or nationality or whatever, you become the third piece. You're not prominent and because you're not prominent in that situation 
you don't get the benefits like you would if you had your own partner and your own primary. It's like you have to have multiple partners. And that's something that I had a big problem with when I got into the lifestyle was, what if I don't want to sleep with 10 different people just so I could experience kink? What if I just wanted one person who would come and give me kink and I just, we just blend, blend together. Like, why can't I have that? Like, why must it be about multiple partners? And I was like, why is that stigma happening? Or why is that being um, put out there for people like me of color? Like, oh yeah, you know what? you have to be with a couple you have to do this you have to do that and I was like oh fuck that shit I don't want no parts of that I don't want no parts of being um the third person it's not what I want I can find one person and kind of kink with that person and we can learn together and we can do that together and when it comes to female-led relationships I believe you can't do it with multiple people Now, if you can, if you're out there doing it with multiple people, let me know so I can understand that concept. Because right now, I don't see it happening for me. So not, you know, to say, um, me and Big, we joke about um, him and I getting a girlfriend. Um, You guys know that I used to date women Um, years ago. I was in relationships with women multiple times. Um, Big is actually my second relationship with a man and my first relationship living with a man I've never done that I am going to be 42 in the next three months yes I do not look 42 my son just turned 21 and um big is my first real relationship with a man because I've never I've always been with women I enjoy a beautiful woman in my arms Um, It's more of a a romantic connection, emotional connection when I become um, interested in a woman. Um, We joke about it and I say to him, oh, you know, one day when we kick the kid out the house, which is pretty soon, uh, we're going to get us a girlfriend. And um, he jokes about it because he doesn't really want it because he's like, Big's very possessive. Let's just say that. So he wants me to himself, which is great. But if we bring a girl in every now and again to kind of kink it up that way, then we're fine. He, I think he's fine with it. But he did make it a point to say he was not going to f- force that issue or stress that issue. He was just going to um, let me deal with that because that's my lifestyle and you know of course he's gonna have a say in who I bring into the relationship of course he's going to so it's not like I'm gonna go out there and get some chick and then be like okay you now you guys have to be together with each other no we're we're gonna talk about it more in depth you know and stuff like that so it's not too much of a big deal Um, there so but that's not here now that's in the future because I want to kind of enjoy big and what we have right now and so I'm not in need of having a woman in my boudoir so 
that's just it. But I don't want to knock anyone. I don't want anyone to think like, oh my God, she, she's a hypocrite because, you know, she wants to have a woman in her bed with her man, but she doesn't care for polyamory relationships. I'm going to tell you something, learning polyamory in this lifestyle, especially the state that I live in. A lot of older people are doing polyamory. And I'll tell you why. Because one, they're comfortable in their marriage. They don't want to divorce. So they figure we're going to have open marriages. And when they heard the word polyamory, they decided to use that as the definition for what they are. But majority of the time, they're not talking to each other. And I can speak from experience because this is what I went through with the last person I was with who was married and had a wife and kids and I was his girlfriend and you know the relationship didn't go well because his primary which is his wife I believe he was manipulating her to get what he wanted from me and have that relationship that we had and I started to realize like you know what this is not the relationship for me your marriage is broken until you can fix your marriage and have a good conversation about your marriage, you cannot enter into a polyamorous relationship. One is because you have another person's heart that you have to deal with. And if you're not dealing with both of their hearts, their feelings, their emotions, then you're not ready to be in a polyamorous relationship. But I noticed that here in the kink community, that's what I'm seeing a lot. I'm seeing a lot of couples, like when I go to munches, I'm seeing a lot of couples come in and they, they're old and then they have these young women in like their late 20s, early 30s who is now trying to get into kink. And this is what made me start this podcast. This, this is what made me decide to start this podcast because I wanted to, at least if I reach one person out there who is coming into kink, who is new to the lifestyle. I wanted them to know that they too have a choice and they too had a say. You don't just go into it because you wanna enjoy the, the fruits of it. You should be able to educate yourself, get consent from both parties that you engage with, whoever it is that you're engaging in kink with. You have that consent, have that type of relationship where you know that you're not forced into something. I find that we're constantly forced into those kind of relationships and I didn't want to be that person. That was not who I am. I am a one person person. I am just, it's, I just like monogamy, but I still, monogamy can still have kink in it. Like, I think a lot of the times people think, oh, monogamy is anti-kink, but that's a lie. You could be in a, really loving relationship with one person and you experience all those kinky pleasures with that one person. Now, if you do decide that you want to add someone into the relationship, that should be a cohesive thing. That should never be you doing it on your own and then bringing the other person. It's like, they, I think there's not rules, but there's a way to do things that both parties are happy. And I think a lot of the times when I, you see this happening, especially on the internet, you see it a lot. A lot of the things that they, the trauma that is caused is due to the fact that people were forced into polyamorous relationships because they, the guy came out and started talking to this woman. She fell in love with him. She thought he was gonna be her daddy or her dom. And then he got his wife at home 
who he didn't agree with and he's cheating. It's cheating. No matter how you look at it, it's cheating. If you and your wife did not have that conversation and you go off and do it on your own, you cheated on your wife. It's plain and simple. Whether it's an open marriage or open relationship, there are conversations that need to be had. And I think a lot of the times it doesn't get, it's not done that way. So for the new season, um, I actually want to, I'm going to take a break. I don't know how long I'm going to take a break for. It could be a week or two weeks. I'm going to take a break. I'm going to pre-record a lot of episodes, listen to them, see if it's the contents that I want. And then I'm actually going to post them for the new season. There's a lot of things that I want to work on. Um, I would love to do an episode on video. It could be once a week or once a month that I give you a video content episode where you get to see my face and hear my voice and just kind of put the face and the voice together and go from there. So I will try to work on editing. I am not good at editing. I don't know all that stuff. So I'm going to be taking time to learn all that stuff and I'm going to bring you guys some new content. I do also want to talk more about female-led relationships since I am gearing my relationship into that way it's you know it's both of us it's switching back and forth but it's it's kind of in that way um I want to talk more about it I want to go past the FLL FLR 101 and kind of bring you 201 301 and so forth um marriage in in female-led relationships um if you fell out of that, if you started out as that and then you stopped doing female-led relationship because life happened, how do you start back doing that? I want to bring that kind of content to you. I want to educate you on how to get back into the groove of a female-led relationship. You know, people have kids. Um, they, you know, work. The Life takes over, basically. So I'm going to bring more female-led relationship content um, more femdom content. Hopefully when the dungeon is open, I can experience going to the dungeon with Big. He's never been to the dungeon before. And um, we could probably get out and get to do some kink at the dungeon and see what it is. And I'll bring you guys along and you guys can um, hear what happened at those events. They might not happen right away, but once that's geared, I'll definitely talk about that. Um I also want to convince Big to actually kind of do like a Q&A with him sitting down. He's not too prone on the on the podcast or getting on the podcast. Um, I don't have to beg too much, but he will do it if he wants to. And we'll see. Maybe he'll sit down. We'll have a him and I um, episode where we kind of jive and talk for maybe a short episode. Start off slow and then work our way up to content with both of us. Um, I'm also going to look into more ASMR, more things. I have a whole lot of things in my mind that I really, really want to do here. I know it's been a rough three months with the quarantine and protests and all that other stuff. Um, it's actually been a tough six months for me, um, because I had a lot of things going on at once and I just was all over the place and I was overwhelmed and anxiety kicked in, but I took the time to get some balance, um, set some boundaries and those, those seem to be working right now. I'm exercising more. I'm trying to lose 40 pounds. 
and God forbid that it actually happens because I'm going to be as sassy as I can be when these 40 pounds, I mean, I'm already sassy, but extra sass is, is okay. Um, and that is what I really have for this um, episode that recaps um, what's been going on, having time with Big. Um, I'm enjoying everything about him and I. Um, you know, my cousins are all like, oh my God, you're, you're glowing. You know how people are when they're romantic and they see you, they're like, oh my God, you're, you look so happy. Your skin looks so great and so forth. And yes, I can say that I'm truly happy and I'm enjoying it. And I just want to keep riding this roller coaster, um, until the next 50 years when the wheels fall off and we, you know, we die. But I guess at this point, I realized that he's my guy and I'm his girl and that's where we're going. We're not talking marriage yet, but we did bring it up and maybe um, in the long run, we'll probably, you know, make our marriage, have a marriage, have a wedding, whatever. I don't know. We talked about it. It has come up. Um, It's not going to be big because I don't want a big wedding. I don't want all that fluff. I'm not into the fluff. I just want something simple and that mean that has value to it and so that's what I want to do if we do decide to get married um Big's daughter is 10 and she is his and then my son I we're not trying to have kids kids are not in the realm for us because we want to travel and we want to do more things with each other and enjoy each other. I'm at that age where I'm like, fuck it. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, I'm okay with it because I had that experience of being a mother and shit, I'm done. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. Can't do it anymore. So there's no children in the forecast. My oven doesn't cook anymore anyway. Um, so yeah, that I say that because I'm like, yeah, not let nothing happen to that thing. But other than that, we are great. We're enjoying each other. We're enjoying switching. Um, today is a Sunday, low-key Sunday. I hope you guys are having a wonderful weekend. Um, I hope you guys are de-stressing. I hope you guys are finding boundaries. I hope you guys who are in female, female-led relationships, I hope you guys are taking this quarantine time to rekindle some of the things that you've done before, you've lost track of. I hope that you can bring those back into your relationship and kind of kind of reboot, as you would say, your relationship. I will bring definitely more content for you, give you advice, tips, tricks, all these types of stuff when it comes to female-led relationships. There are different types of female-led relationships. Mine is a service type and I will go ahead and do some more research and bring you some more um, things about those types of relationships and because you don't have to do it the way someone else does you do it the way you and that person agree on doing and that's what makes it so special because it's between the two of you and it doesn't look like something that someone else made and that's how big and I our relationship doesn't look like someone else's, but we know our roles. He knows that he's he's dominant and submissive. I know I'm dominant and submissive and we make it work. We flip throughout when we need to. And here's the, the good thing about that. We don't necessarily plan to flip. It just cohesively happened. And that's the joy 
of being a switch. It's just, it comes in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out, and it's so beautiful. And that's what makes it a strong bond because you both are just meeting each other's needs and wants. So once again, thank you so much for listening to Adult Conversations by Blue. This is your lovely host, Blue Ridley, Goddess Blue. I am on Twitter at Blue Ridley on Twitter. I'm on Instagram, Adult Convos by Blue. I'm going to put that on there and let you know. I also have a Twitter page for the actual podcast. Um, If you want, you can come over there and talk to me, message me, follow, like, subscribe to the podcast, share it, tell a friend, whatever you want, and let me know how I'm doing. Rate the podcast. It takes just two seconds to say if you like it or if you don't like it. There's a button in the bottom. Just write a review. Tell me how good I'm doing. Um, You could give me tips. You could say whatever you want. Don't be derogative and don't be mean and nasty because I will delete those comments and I will block you. So leave me a review if you love the podcast. If you don't, simple as that. I will talk to you in season four, but for now, I bid you adieu. I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful two weeks. Um, If you haven't listened to any of the podcasts, if you're new, go back and listen to all of the podcasts and come join the podcast family. Mwah!